Picture this. You need to move for personal reasons from a lush tropical paradise to a cold country in the far, far north where you don't really know anybody and you need to reinvent your career. That's what Carlos Montero had to do. And in a very short amount of time, he has been able to build a very successful business, establish a community, and be known for the niche that he wants to dominate. And he did it all through content-led community. So that's why I had to have him on, right? Carlos and I became friends on LinkedIn. I knew there was something I liked about him. And the more I got to know him, the more I'm like, hey, man, what you're doing here sounds so familiar to everything I've worked on that's worked for me. So I brought him on the show to share it all with you. Yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this. And just remember, this is a live internet talk show that you are listening in on. This is that opportunity that I take every single week to build a strategic relationship with somebody that um, is a strategic partner in front of a few people that are uh, folks that I want to serve and I want to do business with and I want to help out. And then I repurpose it all uh, to podcasts and YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and all that stuff to talk to you. But if you ever want to show up live, I hope that you show up on a Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. The link is in the show notes and you stick around for right after this. We do these like relationship driven growth strategy sessions. AMA is where people show up with all sorts of business problems and we work on solving them. And I'm also teaching the best stuff I've learned that week. But for right now, what I want you to do is enjoy your time with Carlos Montero. If you know how it is, then you know how it might be. But think what it would look like if you grow your own community. It ain't easy. That's why you're listening to hear experiences from others just like you and me. Welcome to the B2B Community Builder Podcast, a show that was started because if you can unlock the power of having a community around your business, then you will create a source of referrals, validation, marketing content, and product feedback that will be un. Beatable, but who has time to think about building a community when you need to be making sure that your team has what it needs to succeed in serving clients and bringing in revenue? That is why we'll be talking to business leaders like you and I that have cracked the code on why the community play is so valuable, how to implement tactics that got them there while still serving short-term goals, and what they can teach you that they have mastered. This show is for you if you are a CEO, CMO, or simply a rainmaker that has realized that without a community, you are just a commodity, but haven't figured out how to add it to your infinite list of priorities. This show is for you if you are a community professional or trying to be a community professional that is trying to convince leadership about the need to invest in a community strategy. This show is not for you if you think transactions are more valuable than relationships. I am your host and chief executive connector, Pablo Gonzalez, co-founder of BeTheStage.Live, a marketing company that specializes in relationship-driven growth. I invented the relationship flywheel and hopefully... I'm your new best friend. So smash that subscribe button, leave a rating when you do, and get ready to plug into the power of community creation for business development. Let's go. We are officially live on Facebook. 
for the Season 5 B2B Community Builder Show. I'm your host and Chief Executive Connector, Pablo Gonzalez. Today we have on the show a guy that is impossible not to like. I first came on, I don't know how you came on my radar. I think we were interacting with Chris Walker's content. And the more that I looked into you, the more I liked you. And at some point, we just, I don't know how the friendship forged, but it's absolutely like an internet friendship. And then as we started really connecting, we realized we're kind of the same dude out here. We're doing the same things. We're doing the same motions. You're in e-commerce in Denmark. I'm in Florida, you know, doing B2B marketing. And it all really, really worked out. I just greatly, greatly respect your outlook and what you've done. You are the founder of Evolve, which is completely modernizing marketing in e-commerce these days. Carlos, well, coming from our first guest coming from Sao Paulo, Brazil. (laughs) Carlos Monteiro, welcome (laughs) to the show, man. Thanks, man. I love the accent, by the way. It's perfect. Good. I'm glad glad you validated it. My wife says that I didn't do it wrong. (laughs) <laughs> no, you do it. And and it's funny because in Denmark, like they can't really pronounce my name. So it's Carlos. Hey, Carlos. And I'm like, uh, I got used to it, you know, so it's Carlos. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, oh Carlos, I got it, man. I think it's, it's when, I, yeah. when I try to speak Brazilian Portuguese and my wife's like, you just sound terrible. Uh, <laughs> all right. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, Carlos. Let's let's start at the end, man. You were just telling me you just pulled off like a eighty plus person event that's been kind yeah. of like the crescendo of of your career. And you moved to Denmark how long ago? It was nine years ago. About nine nine nine, 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 nine years, years ago. ago. All right. Yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. tell me about the event that you just pulled off, and then we'll go back to the beginning of how you were able to build this thing up. So so you said Perfect. you have a playbook now of how you yeah. did this thing. Tell me about it, man. So first off, thanks very much for for having me. Well, this event, basically the idea was born because I had a conversation with a company. Uh, it's, a, it's actually the guy who gave me one of the first opportunities that uh, as like as a gig in, in Denmark. And he works for a logistics company. He's it's it's it, they're massive, you know, like it's called DSV logistics. And we were we were having this lunch and he he was saying, you know, like all my customers, they talk about innovation and e-commerce and, and he's, you know, he's, he's senior, he's, he's older, he's, he's in his sixties. And I said, his name is Henrik. Henrik, how about we do an event like small risk, big return, where we, we're going to, you know, I'm going to connect you with other players in, in the commerce scene, because I've been, I've been now in, in, in global commerce for, for about eight, nine years and I actually got to know a lot of people globally, and we'll talk about that. And he said, "But how do you see that, you know, playing out?" I said, "Well, it's going to be an online event. Uh, we're going to promote a lot, the, uh, a, a lot this 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 event, like online. But the idea here is not to generate leads or or, or even the d- demand per se. It's just to connect you with other." companies that's that's the main goal of this event so so he said okay fine i'll sponsor this and and then i started you know so i i first sold this idea to henrik and then i started like inviting other companies to to do to do this event and then some companies they said well i can come in with you know some money some companies like implement consulting group they couldn't sponsor but they offered me their like studio and it's like it's a studio that they charge $2,000 per per day so it was not bad at all and I had a professional setup to do the event there plus their social media team to help me promote the whole the whole thing and then we we pulled it off like we 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 had 
we, we promoted the event for about two weeks. It was, you know, fully online, live, like you're doing. But of course, you know, we had like a nice setup, like a studio and, and a bunch of speakers. And, and then we managed to, to have 86 people who actually signed up for the event. We did it live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and on the website also, where our like website is hosted. And it was great. It was great because I think from a networking standpoint, like Henrik was very impressed and satisfied. Like we managed to, Henrik, the guy from DSV, to connect him with other, you know, leaders there in the industry. So that was like, that was, that was a win, I would say. And also like from the feedback that we got from, from, you know, just the community and people that I, I never heard of and people who were like, oh, this is really cool what you're doing. And, 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 and that's it. So we did this event, as I was sharing 86 signups, about 14, 1400 minutes of content watched. I gotta, I gotta get the data on LinkedIn at some point, but I, I can share that with maybe take a screenshot and, and show you, but uh, really cool because I think I, w- I was, I was saying like the, the sponsors, they were a bit skeptical about sponsors and supporters you know like about the the whole event and how we would how we're going to promote this so we didn't pay for any ads like we we didn't sponsor anything it was basically organic reach that we had but we we put everybody in a in a in a linkedin group and had every everyone like liking each other's content resharing you know, commenting, you know, you know, the drill like on LinkedIn, right? And that works really well because I think it's all about using the influence of other people to 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 bring, you know, attendees for your event. And 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 I mean that was really interesting. Like we had this company called Tacton. They had this technology called CPQ. Don't want to get very technical, but everyone working in this company, like I think they it's probably a bigger company investing in them. So they are they 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 have former heads of manufacturing, you know, in the in, in the manufacturing industry. Like that there, there was a guy who was a former head of Tetra Pak, which is like this packaging company. When he shared a post and he was very reluctant to share some of the content, like we had former heads of signing up to the event and you know, because he shared the post. So it's all about who's actually sharing your content and, 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 and driving attention. Because if I go there and we, talk, we, we spoke about this, like trying to enter the US and, and all of that, you need to have people with authority in that market who are going to invite people to whatever it is. And so people, because they have the trust, right? They have trust already. So yeah. people, people buy into trust and they, they, they you know, they, yeah. Yeah, man. So, so that, that was the event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it, man. I love it. Right. Cause to me, this is like a, we're going to, we're going to dive back and break down how you got here. Right. But for someone that moves from South America to a Nordic country and in nine years becomes the guy that is pulling off his own event, you know, being seen mm-hmm. as how to do this has been a very deliberate process for you. Right. And we tease this we tease this show as how to use content-led community to break into other markets. And mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you just broke down, which I think we're going to go back to the origin now and, and see how you learned these lessons and got to it, is the idea that you have figured out how to, A, become guilty by association with people of a certain character, 
right? Like mm-hmm. if you can, mm-hmm. you just described it. If you get a, a certain leader's buy-in and mm-hmm. you're creating content with that leader and they're the ones sharing that content, that's a validation that then gets mm-hmm. seen by their network. You described right. the idea that if you can get a whole bunch of people to co-create stuff with you, now they have a personal stake in promoting it and whatnot. And then pairing that with LinkedIn's algorithm that shows things to your network creates this great organic reach and creates great exposure for everybody, right? So it's a it's a win-win for everyone. And that whole deployment of, of doing that works, whether it's a weekly internet talk show, whether it's a virtual summit like you just did, whether it's mm-hmm. an in-person event, if you can if you can gather those things and it works across a bunch of different ways. So I want to go back to this idea that you moved from Brazil to Denmark not really knowing a lot of people and you were just mm-hmm. telling me like you didn't have like you didn't have a career going there like you weren't like you didn't move there with a company you had to start over. I would like to just position this call as you can use this type of thinking and this type of deployment to essentially do anything, right? Like if you were able to, mm-hmm. you know, so so for you first, it was about getting a job and 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 getting kind of like settled in over there. Can you can you talk to me about how you got started when you first moved to Denmark and and how you uncovered yeah. the clues? Yeah, yeah, I think you can use across. You can use this this approach and. I think virtually anything because it all comes down to relationships. And I started saying, you know, like it's not about building a network. In my opinion, it's about having depth in everything you do. And I think, for example, you're a great host. Like, you know, most people who are here, you know, like you, you call them by their name. So it's amazing. So once you, you get that and you, you build that, that, that level of relationship, I think when once you have depth with people, and that's I think one of the greatest learnings that I, I, I I've I've had I have in, in my career so far, like you got the world, man, because people then they you don't need to be great. I mean, of course, I, 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 I'm not preaching that you should be mediocre or average. You should try to improve and be better, but people will help you, you know. So Going back, like if we take a step back and look Carlos, at Carlos, my... let, let, let me pause you real quick. I love that. Yeah. Right. Like this depth thing. I, I was just on, I was on Twitter earlier and I think mm-hmm. it was, I forgot the guy's name, but he's the guy that wrote the book category creation, Anthony Canada. And he right. wrote something on Twitter saying, before you have a community led anything, you need to have an audience. And I pushed back hard at that, right? Like I, I believe what you believe. I believe that if you have depth with 10 people, you have mm-hmm. a community that can yeah. completely accelerate growth. Absolutely. And yeah. So tell, yeah. tell me your thoughts on that. I think, again, it goes back to relationships. And I, yeah. I like, like there's this guy in the US, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if you heard of him, but his name is Ron Thurston. He is an e-commerce influencer. And I mean, our relationship started off like like this like i found that he 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 was a former bonobos guy he he built bonobos and gap and intermix he was the head of expansion and then i re, uh, and then he was about to to leave his job so he started a book called retail in america great guy amazon best selling author and so we started this relationship where i was just like you know liking his content commenting on and then i i got him into the show of our client called e-commerce group show and because of Ron now, I just he just referred me to another technology company where he's an investor. I didn't know. 
and I'm helping the guy with the same playbook, you know, like to 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 build his personal brand, if you like, and then eventually do live events because they have this technology. So again, that was a year and a half ago, but all of that. It's a relationship, right? You you don't marry a person in like a day. So <laughs> you, you date, right? And then <laughs> uh, and then you build some some trust, and and then you like each other, and then you go out for you know dinner and and that kind of stuff, and then yeah, and then and then we are here, you know, like yeah. uh, <laughs> and that's it. And and then like one person, that's that's what I believe. They can change your life because Ron is so connected and he has a level of influence of connectivity that i i wouldn't have right so but it's not that i I see him you know i i have deep respect and i really want to know ron i i i that's it you know i really want to help him to i i'm genuine about it you know like i'm not i'm not there for the short sale I, i i'm helping i'm making introductions whatever and things come back but that's that kind of that's the level of depth that i'm i'm referring talking about yeah i like that i think i think people that are extremely relationship oriented understand that the right singular relationship can lead to a whole ton of relationships right like Mm -hmm. as a as a business person i see it almost as like distribution right like it's like Mm -hmm. do you want to do you want to sell direct to consumer or do you want to sell the distributors? And if you think about your relationships as like you have some relationships that are direct to consumer, others are to distributors and those distributors can get you in a thousand doors. Mm-hmm. Then it makes a lot of sense. This idea that if you were trying to build a community, there is, there is some value. There's definitely value to having a large audience and, mm-hmm. and doing this thing like one-to-one, but yeah, it's this idea that you know, having a large audience is great and you're going to have a level of conversion from a certain audience. But if you have the right, you know, we prove that if you have the right 30 people in a, in a room, mm-hmm. it can lead to $40 million worth of profit for one of our clients kind of thing, right? So the thought of, we think a lot in business of like one-to-one and one-to-many and, and one-to-few if you think of the ABM thing, but people don't really apply that to, they haven't made yet the connection to relationships and how you can treat relationships as a one-to-many or one-to-few distribution system as long as you are pursuing that thing that you're saying, this idea of like mm-hmm. genuinely being interested in them, genuinely being in it for them. That mm-hmm. is the thing that then leads to a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, man. So, yeah. all right. So, it's, so, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. And I think, for, for example, my ch- uh, I decided to focus on e-commerce and I'm yeah. not an e-commerce specialist. I just, I, I know people. You know, and I, I've been in, in, in the field for some years now, so I know the jargon, uh, the jargons and what, how people talk, you know, the, the, the lingo. So, like, for example, you probably understand a lot about investments now, but I'm not a, a you know, like, a, 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 I'm not the founder of an e-commerce platform myself. So, I, you know, I don't know all the technicalities, but I do understand the, the lingo and, and things as such. So, I decided, I, I think my challenge today is to make people I can't make anything, but to have people realize that relationships, they change everything. And so I'm coming to the, the realization that if you don't have the founder of a company, and I work with SaaS businesses mostly, if you don't have the founder invested in, in the project, then it's like a no-go. And for example, for me to, to sell my services, I realized that starting off with like the, the event, like the thing, it's a good thing because then they see that, well... 
there's people, they, they have this opportunity to, to network with other founders and, and VPs and whatnot. That's one way to go about it, but also to offer like the, the founder brand sort of service. So where I help, you know, and, and we are doing free trials as well. So they can see like a taster that it works, you know, like, so I have this guy, Patrick from Immerse. Now he's just done his first video today. And, and then we recorded a bunch of videos with a headline and his views on the future of commerce and blah, blah, blah. And then he will see that, you know, it's going to work. Also because Ron is there. So I already have a roadmap for him to use, not to, well, maybe for the lack of a better word, to use Ron's influence. But Ron's is, Ron, the guy, the Amazon bestselling hey. author, he's an investor in his business, you know, to help, to have Ron helping him accelerate relationships and eventually doing live shows and all of that to talk about whatever it is to talk about the future of commerce. Cause as, as we spoke last time, I, I think people don't really care about your technology, <laughs> to be honest. Like yeah. there's, there's over 10,000, you know, MarTech solutions today. So if you don't stand out, right. If you don't have a point of view, if you, if you don't invest in relationships, I think you're just going to be another company out there and 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 yeah that's 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 my views on it but sorry we should, no no we should I, listen, back, I, right? I i agree i agree yeah yeah so let's let's go to that point where you were a founder right like you you weren't even a founder yet right like you were just a dude that moved over there and you had to find a way in you told me that you started a like starting a blog was kind of like what what got you in the door tell me tell me about those days when you first moved to denmark and yeah. you're just trying to yeah. trying trying to blaze a path how'd you get to content yeah, the content came from, came off necessity because I was moving to Denmark, you know, in Brazil, I have, yeah, you have a network. It's like you in Florida and the US, you know, people, right? And then you have to go to the Nordics. I was like, Jesus, I'm, I'm screwed. I mean, wh- what am I going to do here? And I, I, I just knew my ex-wife's, you know, family and, and, and her, and I had a kid and we had to live in, in my uh, ex-in-law's place for, for about eight months. So, I started this blog called Denmark Brazil. I, I remember I, I came, I, I got drunk one day, arriving from university, and I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, um, I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm gonna do. So I, I created this blog, and it came. I, I had this. I, I saw this website, I think from the UK, where they were talking about careers. So they would interview, you know, someone, and that person would talk about a career in finance. And I said, well. Maybe my blog, I could do something, something like that to talk about the business environment in Brazil. And I'm going to interview my friends. And I had a bunch of friends who were, you know, at the sea level in, in, in different sectors in Brazil. So that was how I started. So I, I was, I was, I had a terrible camera. I would, you know, I, I would visit my friends and I said, hey, dude, you got to help me out here because <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do in Denmark. And so that's how basically... I started and I arrived in Denmark. I was looking for a job, sent over 300 job applications. All of them were denied. And then I was telling you just before this call, people were saying, oh, you don't have a Danish education, all of that. And then I realized that, well, maybe if I approach the same people that I'm sending emails and they're saying, no, you know, like we don't have a job position here for you, blah, blah, blah. And and there's a lot to that as well. I can I can talk about it because I was approaching I was approaching people saying that I could help them to enter Brazil. 
The reason why I'm in Denmark is because I I, I married a, a Danish woman. I worked for the Danish government, you know, uh, as an intern there. So my job at the Danish government, at the Danish Trade Council, as they call it, was to help Danish companies enter Brazil. So prior to moving to Denmark, I thought that my only, let's say, my skill was to help companies enter Brazil. So that was it. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know much more. And so, yeah, I created that blog. I was sending all of these all these emails. People were saying that they didn't have a job position for me. Then I, I I realized that maybe I should, you know, I had this 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 moment where I said maybe I should add all of these decision makers on LinkedIn. But instead of saying, hey, I I tried to, you know, I send you an email and I asked for a job and there, there was nothing. Maybe I should just approach them and say, hey, my name is Carlos. I create content about Brazil for the Danish community. This is, this is the this is the blog, and I would love if you could give me your honest feedback on the content that I create there. And doing that, and like you know, I was I was I, uh, my network was very small when I got to Denmark. I think one of the the lessons also that I I had from that time, LinkedIn was another beast in 2013 compared to what it is today but still very relevant. So I realized, well, personalizing your message is really important. Again, going deep instead of just blasting people, you know, with random messages or just saying, hey, I'd like to connect. And you, you don't even show any interest, but and giving people a reason to connect and talking about something that is not related necessarily to you. So it's not about my interest. It's about the blog. And I think this blog could potentially help you, right? Uh, so that. That's how I started. And I was doing that for about four months. And that's when I heard from, from a company in Copenhagen. The founder of the, the company said, hey, Carlos, uh, you know, there's, we have someone who sits on our board. He's the founder of a really large company in, 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 in Scandinavia. And he, he referred you. you know, he said, your content is good and it seems you know something about Brazil. So we'd like to, to, to talk to you because we are entering the Brazilian market. And that's how my company started back in, actually, I sent the first invoice in January of 2014. And I did that for, 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 for several years. And then, of course, things evolved. I real, uh, you can ask questions and then I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, man. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I know. I love it. I appreciate the pause. What, you know, what I like, what I find significant about the story, the stuff that I, that I want to tease out as lessons is, one, you don't need to be an expert in something in order to make content about something you just need mm. to be able to talk to people that are in that ecosystem and like mm. i feel like you did a very good job of being like well what makes me different than the rest of the country you know the, the rest of the people here and you're like i have a tie to brazil how can i leverage yeah. that and you started making content around that and then the other i think kind of key moment for you there was going from like this idea of making audience in content, right? Like just making content, hoping that your audience gets to it to making relationship out kind of maneuvers, right? This idea that mm. you were making content for a specific type of person and then reaching out to that person and saying, hey, what do you think about this stuff? You know, like mm. getting getting feedback directly from the people that you're trying to connect with through the content seems mm. like it, it accelerated you know, whatever you were trying to accomplish there. Were you were you yeah. getting feedback from these folks that you were reaching out to on LinkedIn? Did it affect the direction of the content that you were making? Did it become like a feedback loop for you? 
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I I remember getting all sorts of feedback. The people be, in Denmark, it's it's quite interesting. They're very honest, you know, like, and they're they're really really nice people to be honest. And so they were like, "Hey, I love your content. How about do you know anything about this sector in Brazil? Do you know anything about such and such?" The thing is, what I learned there there was that my content was very wide, so it was very difficult to to have a focus. So I was talking about lamps. I was talking about, and there's no problem when you do that, but I think it's better when you specialize, you know, and again, if you go deep in a niche, because I think you can always, you know, like as uh, the play bigger author says, you can niche down and then you can grow wide afterwards. I think it's a lot easier if you find, you know, a way to, 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 to have a point of view, if you can have a, a clear point of view and differentiation there, niche down, and then you can always, I think, expand afterwards. When I started, it was I was talking about sometimes education, but I would get feedback. I would get feedback. I tried to be at the surface level, so with, with my content, you know, like about Brazil. But that worked, and that's how I got started. Cool. So you get this job, right? Like So this investor gets a, gets a whiff of your content, sends it to someone to give you a job, how did, you know, what was kind of the next iteration of that? Did they hire you to write blogs? Did they hire you for a specific position? What was your next kind of like um, yeah. step up in that journey? It was, I I helped them with business development. And then I said, well, I, I don't think I'm going to go for a job anymore. I'll have this company. So I started a company. I was a contractor, but then I, I had other, other clients and I was offering business development service on demand for companies that wanted to enter Brazil. And of course, I mean, it was, so I did this for this company and then I was looking for other things because the pay wasn't great, you know, mm-hmm. but it was my first contract. And 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 so I, I, I managed to also to, to bring some beer. I found some, some beers, great beers, like craft breweries from Denmark. They wanted to expand. And then I, again, I said, hey, I, I can help you in Brazil. And the, the thing was the same. I mean, in the beer business, I found out that, so again, if we talk about communities and how do you develop business uh, or how do you do business development, I found that Facebook was great because there were linked Facebook groups that I could find, you know, and, and then I, I created the story about the Danish craft. I created like a, a Facebook group and I remember saying, hey, there's going to be a Danish invasion of craft breweries here and we're looking for buyers, you know, like, to, and then I found some buyers and <laughs> there was a lot of creativity and storytelling uh, in that process. So I, I did beers. I, I helped some breweries enter the Brazilian market. I could make some some really good money there and with commission. Cinco falta. <laughs> Someone wrote here. <laughs> That's Don. She's our globe traveler that hangs out here. <laughs> nice. I also, and then at some point I was hired by a, a company, again, from Denmark. They had this technology, and that's how I really started in, in e-commerce. Like they 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 had this because when you say you have a fashion business, you need to optimize your pictures. Yeah. So you need you know white background, you need the picture to spin on a website. And they had they had a technology that that did all of that. They said, Carlos, we are having some pretty big leads coming coming from Brazil. Would you like to help us? I'd like to develop the, the market in Brazil. We need to, you know, to yeah, to talk to yeah, fashion companies and yeah. So I did that for some time. We opened an, an entity in Brazil as well. And then they said, well, you did really well. How about 
you try and do the same in the UK for us. I said, well, I, I love the challenge, but I, I don't have a, a, a network in the UK. And that's when I realized that I had a method, you know. So again, started using the same process about content, about the, the, those learnings that I had from my blog. I would go to the UK. I would do interviews first with decision makers there and uh, fashion companies and companies that were in their target would talk to people, talk about whatever it was like fashion and, you know, commerce. And, and then I would build relationships. People would feel good. And then I could talk about Pixels, which was the company. And then I realized that, well, maybe we have, I was trying to figure a business model, right? Like maybe we have here, we're going to be a sales acceleration company with a content first methodology, right? So yeah, we did, we did a lot, but that I realized that I had a method, like more like a playbook, so to speak, when, when I had this opportunity to develop the, the British market. I, I mean, we opened like really, really large accounts. I even wrote an, an article at that time that went viral on, on HubSpot, how it's called, how I landed, how I landed 11 meetings with the largest, biggest <laughs> e-commerce companies in the world. And then I tell about the cadence and, and the motion that we were using there. So uh, yeah, John Lewis, Ted Baker, you know, some, some, some big brands. Yeah. Nice, man. So, all right. So then if I'm, if I'm reverse engineering, at first you were just getting scrappy with figuring out what your resources were, right? You realized I have a network in Brazil that's attractive to Danish companies. I'm going to start mm -hmm. leveraging my network in Brazil to make content that can then provide this like social validation you got a big client out of that social validation. Then you got your next client after that, that once you had success with them, they wanted to expand you beyond what your initial resources were. And then that's what opened up your eyes to like, okay, it's not just about my resources and my skill set. I have a methodology here that I've been mm -hmm. able to apply more than once. And I believe in it. Is that kind of, is, is that kind of how yeah, it went? Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. Oof, that was a golden nugget right there. I'm going to have my team clip that and paste that across all my social media channels. So if you could just give this a pause right now, go into the show notes and connect with me on whatever platform you like to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you want to be a part of my life in connect with me there. I'm going to share that clip and you can share it with your friends so that they get the same lesson. It'll be adding value to their life. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Hit five-star review, right? You don't have to leave a review. You just got to hit five stars. If you want to leave a review, cool. And maybe send the episode to your friend. That would be awesome. That's it. I'm done. Back to the show. I mean, that is, that's, that's what it draws me to your story, right? Like that's totally parallel to my, you know, my journey of starting these like young professional groups because I fell into it, leveraging mm -hmm. the young professional groups to become a business developer to then get into like the tech world and start doing the same exact thing, but on Zoom calls to then creating a methodology and, you know, a playbook around it, the way that you describe it. So if we were to fast forward now, based on that playbook, how similar is your playbook today to that playbook? Like what if, can, can you describe the playbook overall? If you were to say entering, right? Like I'm starting from scratch, I'm entering somewhere, yeah. take us from like A to Z. 
Sure. So I think it's it's a work in progress. And to share that, I'll, I'll share a little bit. Of, I'll still share a bit of, of my personal journey. Please. Um, how, how long do we have, Pablo, here? We got another 25 minutes, buddy. All right. So, yeah, fasting forward, things really, really, really changed when it was 2017. The founder of this e-commerce platform from Brazil, he said, he, he saw an article I, I wrote on LinkedIn and he said, Carlos, uh, I don't know if anyone is in e-commerce. They're growing quite a lot in, in the U.S. You can check them out. They just did an IPO. They're called vtex.com. So the founder of this company said, Carlos, I just check, checked uh, something you saw on LinkedIn. Um, I'm living in the U.K. We're, doing, we're going for our international expansion. If you're ever here, come around. Let's have a beer. Let's eat some you know, steaks. Uh, Brazilians love steaks. <laughs> and let's do it. So I went to his place and then he started like grilling me about e-commerce. And I told him, I said, hey, I, you know, I'm not an e-commerce expert, but I'm a people expert and I can I can help you enter new markets. So he said, OK, what do you think? Should I start, you know, in the UK, France, Germany? I said, no, I think you're toast if you enter these markets because the competition is really fierce. I think we should start. We, we should go for the emerging markets, right? And then we did the same. We entered Romania, lots of content, went to a trade show, talked to all the sponsors at the trade show, because again, when you're looking at international expansion, you have to remember that there is a pre-existent ecosystem in that country. You visit the country, people are connected already. It doesn't matter whether they're you know, vendors or they are your ideal client. They are connected. People know people, right? They, they know each other. So you visit the country, do content, get your face out there, talk to people, introduce yourself, start doing some content on LinkedIn, start those relationships. And then you start creating your events with local vendors because local vendors, they usually, they have the same interest that you have. They want to expand internationally as well. And then you can start creating events using some theme, right? And again, that's it. That's how we did with Vtex. After Vtex in 2018, he was quite impressed with what, what was happening in, in, in Romania. He made us a seven-digit offer to acquire my business. Basically, I would have to become an employee at his company. And I wasn't that comfortable with, with that or, or how they operated. They're great people, but I just didn't feel it was right, like in my stomach. So I didn't join the company. And yeah, I, I, it was kind of like going a, a bit downhill. Like I, I, I told you, right, like have, I had my personal COVID in 2019. So I got divorced, quit the business I, I, I founded and, and, and decided to go to, to, to visit Brazil for like 45 days where I had to, yeah, I, I wanted to do some soul searching exercise because I, until that point, I didn't realize that connecting people was actually a major skill. And there is massive value in this, you know, because you're actually facilitating stuff. And for me, it was like, okay, where I'm really good at, I'm really good at connecting people and building that trust. I'm not a closer. I'm not, you know, like, but I, I, I connect people and that's, that's, that's a skill. And then maybe I can create events and I can do all of those things that I was talking about in terms of personal brand, help you elevate, help you elevate your brand, you know, on social media, whatever medium you decide to go with. So I had this, that, that had this really hard moment, but very important as well. I, I, I would say it was a major lesson for me and decided to go back to Denmark and start Evolve. And Evolve started 
basically I didn't know what, what, what I was going to do. Like I, I had a, a job for a, a brief period, like about three, four months. I didn't adapt to the company, decided to quit the company and then the pandemic hit the world. And I was like, great, what I'm going to do now. So I start doing lives. I, you know, I have this clarity, I guess, and say, okay, maybe my, my network is really good in e-commerce. How about going live? Because everybody was doing live, so it was better to do something productive, right? Started doing some live sessions on Zoom with e-commerce people, like connecting some, like a guy from Poland, just creating thematic events online. And then this, this company from Turkey, they, they approached me to, to like co-host their podcast called the e-commerce growth show. And yeah, the e-commerce, e-commerce growth show now it's, it's, it's quite a cool show. We have about 9,000 downloads a month. It's, it's a global thing, you know, like, um, it's by segmentify it's, it's the name of the client. It's a personalization company. Uh, and I was trying to connect the dots. I said, okay, maybe I, I can help. I can help the companies to create a podcast, I can do that, can do live events, can offer like this founder brand services. And it was really hard for me to, to put this into like, like, like a, like a box and say, what are the offerings here? You know, I, I, and I'm still working on this, to be honest, I was actually working on my presentation today because I think the event and as I, as I said, in terms of acquiring clients, I think it's a great way to, to, to have a good relationship with potential clients or clients and, 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 and you know, sell more, mm-hmm. uh, keep, keep selling my, my other offerings. So I would say that my playbook, if there is any, it starts with a founder brand service where I help you, Evolve can help you you know, establish a stronger personal brand. The process is simple. Like I do a a video interview, right? With, for example, take you Pablo and talk about community building. What's community building? So we go about that and we, we, we have different, let's say layers of content. We try to talk about your culture. We do video interviews, talk about your company culture. We talk about common questions that your clients, they have, we talk about your views, so thought leadership, and try really to 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 help you differentiate from from the pack. And it's like, what is so? For example, Patrick, what is live commerce? How do you see the industry going? Why is this important today? And all of that. So try to. So we have some questions that I, I'm doing the interviews. So, but that we ask, and you know, common common questions that your your customers have. And so we use video really to scale your sales process and and to build that trust right with your audience and really expand uh, your yeah expand your your presence on in that case LinkedIn got it got it so, so you take yeah. strategic question asking in order to basically establish unique value propositions point of view of the founder and mm-hmm. different points of the customer journey to let them know that you understand them kind of thing right Correct. But that yeah. also, we can also expand that to the rest of the team. So yeah. for example, now we can turn your team also business influencers, if you like, because I yeah, believe yeah. the future of B2B sales is like about having your team, like becoming, yeah, for the lack of a, a better word, business influencers. So everybody needs to have a voice, right? Yeah. Starting from the leadership. So help you, the founder, and now your team 
And then from that, we can do live events or we can have a podcast where your your team is interviewing your clients or you can have like like Chris Walker is doing with his yep. team. So and, and then, for example, live events where, let's say, if you want to enter Canada or if you want to enter Romania, like who do I talk there? And then we can also help you do that. And, 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 and how I'm going about this, <clears throat> it's like I have very strategic people and this is a bet that I have, but I, I'm not sure if it's going to work or not. But that, for example, Ron, Scott Eamons, Scott Eamons is, was the guy who, who created the, the Neiman Marcus lab. He was there for 17 years. Neiman Marcus is pretty big there, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. He was the techie, you know, so these guys, they are like my, my ambassadors. They evolve ambassadors. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of helping them with content hmm. and I'm creating this like layer of ambassadors so they can help me, but this in multiple countries. And so, um, you know, that's the idea because then if a company, a tech company approaches me and say, Hey, I'd like to enter Romania. Well, I already have this, 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 this relationships in Romania or Poland or, you know, and then you have an ecosystem like software houses. You have the, the influencers, business influencers or pundits or, yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, man. If I can recap it, right? So it's it's what I find fascinating about this story, man, is how you and me have evolved to essentially have the <laughs> same exact offering for two different kind of like things, right? But mm -hmm. also got there the same way, right? Like I used to, I would start with the show in mind, right? The mm -hmm. the live the live event, as as you and Chris Walker call it. I don't know if I'm like too much of a Gen Xer to consider this a live event. I still have a hard time calling it that, which mm -hmm. is why I call it an internet talk show. But yeah, I, I, I always started with the live event, but then realized that in order to get someone to the live event, you got to provide quicker wins first, right? And, and mm -hmm. the validation mm -hmm. of the video first, right? So yeah. I went from like, Hey man, we're going to launch a show for you and it's going to take about two months to figure it out. And then we're going to do it. And then it takes a couple <laughs> months to like gain ground to exactly what you do. I don't call it the founder brand package. I call it the client activation package where we interview the founder and the leadership team about their core values, their unique value propositions, and every step in the customer journey from a from a standpoint of like what is your what is somebody feeling when they're figuring out whether or not this pain has a solution and what advice do you have to give them? What do you, you know, what do you, what are they feeling when they realize that the solution is somebody like you and what advice do you have to give them? What do you, you know, like all the way to like evaluating providers to working with providers to post success yeah. and anything else, you know, any other advice. And then we create that in all of their sales enablement stuff and, and, and social media pieces. Cause it creates all these great, like compilation videos that adds credibility and adds, you know, good, like marketing collateral. And then we go from there to the show strategy, the live event strategy, um, which then becomes the flywheel piece where they're leveraging people from the networks. Mm -hmm. The thing that I'm missing is something that's really smart that you said, which is you think about it in countries I've got to think about it in different verticals, right? Like my thing works really well for wealth creation companies. It works really well for high core values driven, you know, companies that have invested in culture and Jerry mm -hmm. McNamara, who was just on, he's my Ron, right? Like, so he is, I produce a show for him that allows me to mm -hmm. build a network in that world of like best places to work CEOs um, mm -hmm. and, and, and that, that allows that in. 
and then I got to find another one. I guess JWB would be, I got to start thinking about it more tactically. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing, right? It's established the credibility, differentiating somebody through content mm-hmm. and, and understanding of their client, and then establishing credibility by having a recurring live event where you're able to then build out your ecosystem, like you just called it. I find it fascinating. Yeah. Thank you. And, and yeah, I think, I think I, I have, <laughs> we, we spoke about it. We, we think yeah. alike and, and it's, it's crazy because I think it, it's like to do a live event is great, but then people come out, they come and say, I don't have time or uh, what really, really happens is like fear, fear gets into the way. That's, you know, so if you start with this quick wins that you said, like the videos, I wouldn't say easy, but easier than going for the live event because people are, you know, like, ah, okay, it's more comfortable. They feel they have control, right? Like here we have 15 people, you know, asking questions and then you just like, you know, <laughs> but uh, you get used to it, right? But so, yeah, I think the, the videos are really important and in your case, maybe, I don't know, just brainstorming if we can. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I would go for like, because for example, JWB, like they're an investment company, right? Mm-hmm. Real estate. Maybe I, I would I would try to see like what are maybe the ancillary services that JWB sells. So you can, you can, you can create that ecosystem. So is it insurance, insurance companies that you could approach, mm-hmm. you know, via content and then i don't know yeah um, yeah but it's all in the the finance but i get it i think it's all in the finance vertical right and then yeah yeah i uh, i I call it wealth creation right because i think the whole Mm -hmm. people love to talk about money right like there is there's there's things that people love to talk about right so like money is definitely one of them so Mm -hmm. if you are a a Bitcoin company, then people are going to always want to like gather and be like, what's the latest thing with my money here? Same thing Mm -hmm. with the real estate, same thing with kind of like people that are in like fractionalization of investments and things of that sort. Right. So I've been pursuing that vertical while also pursuing that, like best places to work kind of a vertical. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got a couple of questions from Deb, man. You want to go into some Q and A? Sure. Sure. All right. So Deb Shell is asking, have you found the kind of content that most resonates with an audience? Is that, is that even the right question to ask or how, how do you think about that? Yeah, that resonates. I, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by resonates like, because I think content again, uh, and I did a course really worthwhile doing like by Justin Welsh. I think you, you know him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So he, he's got a great course on LinkedIn and he simplifies the whole thing that work well, that people value. I think, yeah, thank you. So content about your journey, you know, but you have to be intentional about what it's about content. So, so again, about the course, uh, he, he breaks down how to create content effectively. He talks about finding content topics that you can talk about and staying on that lane, yeah. right? So once I change that, like I talk about international expansion and I talk about relationship marketing, if you like, in, 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 in international markets. And I stay on that lane. So I think it's about finding 1,000 ways of speaking about the same two things or three things yeah. instead of talking about a lot of stuff and talking about nothing because then people don't remember. Right. So what resonates? I think, yeah, first I would say have some content topics that you can talk about, you know, well-defined and and then just just try different stuff like connect your personal journey 
to your content topic. That's one thing people, I think, like to hear, journeys, right? Like your, your life, your journey as whatever, what your life lessons kind of thing. Those things are, are, are I think, valuable, like people always, always enjoy. And, and yeah, I, I, I try to talk about, yeah, my, my, my craft, my, you know, how I see, how I see the world. And then I, 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 I test. So I'm, I'm using Shield. Do you know Shield? Yeah, the LinkedIn uh, app, the LinkedIn plugin. Yeah, it's actually from Denmark. Let's go. Uh, yeah, and and it's pretty cool because you can you can you can always see what people are kind of like engaging more. You know, so if you don't know Shield, have a look. It's not really expensive. I think it's seven dollars a month. And what what resonates more? What people you know what works less? I think when it gets too technical, you're going to reach maybe your real like yeah. Thank you. Like your deal. Real buyers, like it's going to resonate more with your ideal buyers, right? I think it's important to test. I don't know if I answered your 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 questions. What I, ways I, do you? Yeah. I think you said Sorry. it well, man. So so like the idea. So this is Deb's been in our in our boot camp, right? Like we teach a very similar top. You're the first person that's ever. I never took Welsh's course. I never heard anybody call it lanes outside of us before, right? Content lanes, mm-hmm. right? It's this idea of just like what are the things we think about it in the sense of what are the three to five things that are really, really important to the person that you are trying to serve? Mm-hmm. And only one of those things can be you, <laughs> right? Yeah. So how can you how can you talk about, you know, so like JWB that sells rental properties in Jacksonville, Florida, people investing with them care about real estate education. They care about alternative asset classes, right? So it's like real estate and all the different things in real estate. Then it's like, Bitcoin and bonds and stocks and and gold and you know like whatever else you can compare where else I would put my money. We talk about Jacksonville as a macro economy because if you're going to own a property here for 30 years, you got to like mm-hmm. believe it's better than owning it in Naples, Florida or in mm-hmm. Alabama. And then we talk about in-house skill set. That's them, right? So they're how to do property management correctly, how to like succeed at rental properties, how to how to pick the right neighborhood, all these different things that go into what they do. And then we and then we also have, I don't know if it's a lane, but it's kind of like a filler. It's like who else does this stuff, right? So like we like to bring on people that are you know, allow you to source that context of like, oh, okay, well, if you know, Lee, who is a all, you know, about to be retired senior IT guy is doing this and having great success. And I'm a, you know, close to retirement senior IT guy. Maybe it works for me too. And oh, by the way, Lee can also talk a lot about real estate and exactly how to do it and how to lend money and this and that. Right. So we try to, we try to like maneuver between these lanes and use people that are like the ICP to talk about that expertise um, mm-hmm. in order to keep it going. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we that's that's how we do it. So Deb Deb also has oh, what ways do you find to scale content creation and make it easier to get done? I'd love to hear your advice on this. Yeah, I think I realize you need people, like some kind of social media agency, and that's that's what I'm doing on with, with my Instagram because I have another thing like another project there, Brazilians yeah. or Brazilians abroad. You will need you know freelancers, and otherwise it's just, it's just too time consuming. Again, I think video like Pablo is doing here is great because you can always extract the audio. You can, you can always use the script to, for example, to, to do the, the, the transcription of everything that happened in the session. And that probably is good for SEO reasons as well. So I would go with video and then have someone who's going to one or more, right? 
to help you break down the content and kind of repurpose everything and create different pieces and bits of content. So yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the way to go about it until technology catches up and <laughs> something happens. Do you, Carlos, do you use Descript at all, man? Have you used Descript? I, you know, after you suggested, I think yeah. then I, I've been trying, uh, it's super interesting, yeah. super interesting, but my guys in Brazil, they're still not really familiar with it. They're using yeah. Adobe or something. You know, so that's the yeah. thing, right? So, yeah. Yeah. The average, the average freelancer that you're going to hire isn't using it, but it creates a, mm-hmm. like a very, so our team, what we did, we built the whole process around the script and then mm-hmm. our, you know, our creative genius, JP, he finalizes it with what he can do on Adobe. Right. So it's, it. you know, yeah. we, we, we basically broke it out into like a five-step process, which is the creation of the content, the transcription, the editing, the, um, caption writing and headline writing and the the distribution, right? So what we do is get it transcribed from the transcription. You can highlight the parts that you like the most or whoever is doing that can highlight, or you can quality control for those parts. Instead of thinking like, I got to go to like minute 34, second three to whatever, you know, it just Mm -hmm. takes away time from that. Once that's identified, then it goes to the creative person to edit it out. Once that's done, then it goes into this like batch board document where we have a list with the file, the space for a headline, space for the caption copy, and space for a call mm-hmm. to action. Then the editor goes back and puts in the headlines, puts in whatever teaser you want to you wanted to put in. Then it comes back and it's ready for publishing. And now the publishing person is able to take the captions and everything and distribute, right? So mm-hmm. that way, whether you're one person that has one person, thanks, ET. Good to have you, man. Whether it's one person that does it all, you can still start filling people in, right? So, like at first, it was just me and JP, and he was doing all the editing. I was doing everything else. Then we brought in a, a social media manager. Then we brought in a writer. Now we brought in mm-hmm. a content strategist. So now, like different people are doing different parts of the the process and, and can scale out. Mm-hmm. And the script happens to be able to kind of be able to do almost all that stuff at once with the added uh, Adobe. So. That's just our, nice. our process. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool, man. What is, you know, people people just listen to you. Obviously, you are full of value and people want to connect with you, man. What's the what's the best way to connect with you? What's the best kind of thing that you want to promote? This is your, your time to sell something. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, just LinkedIn, Carlos Monteiro, Denmark. I think I'm the only one to pop there. So thank you, Pablo. It's uh, just, just, yeah, hit me up. Hit me up on, on LinkedIn and yeah, let's have a chat. Sure cool. thing. Awesome, man. Carlos, I just got to say, man, I really appreciate you, dude. Right. Like I think our relationship, like we were, we were two kind of like lurkers of each other and we would see each other's content. And at one point I put this like video about I'm having a hard time with my business. This is how I'm thinking about it. And it, it ended up being a positive video, but you, you really jumped in there with some like really great advice and, and, and some, some support for me in a, in a moment where I was like, man, I just needed some validation from someone who's doing it and having success mm-hmm. with it. So I just want to say that I really, really appreciated that moment. And that's, that's what's led to this. And I think that more people that think like you in the business ecosystem, in LinkedIn, in e-commerce, doing, doing whatever they're doing, right? Like your, your belief in relationships and going deep with people I think affects more people than you know, right? So I just want to validate that for you. I think that you're like a like a bright light in this like LinkedIn ecosystem (laughs) and a great internet friend to me, man. So I just really appreciate you doing this, and I'm pumped that we get to be friends, man. 
Oh, likewise, likewise. And thank you for this. It's, to be honest, really great to be here and to be sharing a bit of my journey. Got to do the same with you. So yeah, man, I, I think that I, I have like, when I talk to someone and I hear competition, I hate that because I think the bigger the pie, the better it is for everyone. You know, like uh, the more we talk about community, uh, people understand it. You know, like we talk yeah. because it, it is a challenge. I think we're we're creating a category. Um, the, people are just, it, community has always existed, of course. But I think more and more people are just coming to the rea realization that this is important, right? Um, so I think we need to support each other. And yeah, pleased to be here. So thanks. Yeah, as you can tell, I really, really enjoyed that conversation with Carlos and uh, particularly grateful that he stuck around for the Relationship Driven Growth Strategy Sessions. I'd love for you to join us one of these days to check it out. Um, but the conversation really reminded me of a couple of past podcasts. If you like this one, episode 103, The Best Kept Secret to back Backdoor to Influence with Mike Simmons is actually me and uh, my brother from another mother, Mike Simmons talking about how we did this type of stuff in Miami early in our like late 20s, early 30s, and also uh, episode 101 with Will Dukes, who was our mentor during that time. So if you want to go back to when I was doing this stuff, kind of like Carlos, right, before doing it always on Zoom, but doing these like live events and pulling people together and how that all worked, go to episodes 103 and 101. And, uh, you know, just so you know, we're uh, in week two of the Relationship Flywheel Bootcamp where we teach this methodology. And, um, you know, I don't want to put any other bootcamps down, but this one is definitely my favorite so far. Just a really high density of quality people that are taking action. We've made it better than ever. Um, so keep paying attention. We're going to do it again probably late Q1, mid to late Q1 of next year if you want to learn this methodology you're going to have the chance but the best thing that you can do is connect with me on social media um, come to one of these live shows come to the relationship driven growth strategy sessions so you can start prepping for it start contextualizing it to you get personal advice from me and my team to start getting the wheels turning of how you can build a community how you can show up everywhere with content and how you can be the stage, right? That connects the industry that you are trying to create and create that unstoppable mode. So before we go, got to thank the team. Number one, I always got to thank Rowan because without her, I just don't work. <laughs> she takes care of everything. And JP, employee number one, who has been, um, he's been repurposing my content and making everything look cool since uh, before we were even called Be The Stage. I got to thank Gina who put the organization and the team together. She's our chief heart officer. I got to thank Marge, her right hand, which is uh, in charge of our finances and just making sure that all the trains are running on time. The rest of our superstar account managers, Joanna and Joyce, who are taking care of the clients as well. Rita, in charge of content strategy for clients. Man, I'm really loving working with Rita. Nicola, who I've been mentoring now for like three plus years. We've got this awesome newsletter called Relationship Driven Growth. Uh, newsletter on Substack. I highly recommend you check it out. Nico is becoming a hell of a writer, man. He's really carrying that thing. Philip, who is our newest teammate, who is um, also supporting us with graphics and video. Really, really enjoying the ride with these folks. Really appreciate them. And for you, if you are building a team, if you're building a company, if you're trying to win out there, just remember, relationships will always beat transactions. See you next week.